This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, tragedy hits a Nashville school uh, as people mourn the loss of their children. Trans activists turn violent across not just the country, but the world. And new January 6th footage shows undercover D.C. cops helping people into the Capitol. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today a community mourns the loss of both students and staff at a Nashville elementary school after an active shooter situation unfolded in the early afternoon. Now, obviously, with breaking news, the details are ever-changing, but here's what we know as of the time of this taping. The attack took place at Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, a private Christian school for pre-K up to sixth grade. Uh, It only has about 200 students, so a very small, very local school. Now, police have said that this shooter was a 28-year-old female and carried two rifles and a handgun and entered the building through a side door before climbing the stairs to the second floor, where she then opened fire. Three young students and three adult staff members were pronounced dead after arriving at the hospital, and the shooter was killed by police upon arrival. Now, the latest reporting indicates she previously went to the school, but no known motives have been shared at this time. Um, and I want to I want to stress I, I don't feel like I can stress enough. Um, initially, there were reports that said that the shooter was a teen. Then the police came out and said that it is a 28 year old female. So these are these are the the the. The facts as we are hearing them from law enforcement agencies, like with Uvalde, we know they can tell us something and the next day they can give us a completely different rundown of of events of what happened. So we can only go by the information that we are being given, but that is the information that we have been given. So really no information at all other than what I just told you. And we don't even know if that's true. Okay, but even though we still don't know uh, why all of the details that you would think you would want to know, uh, that hasn't stopped the Biden administration uh, politicizing the tragedy, just grotesque, disgusting, bottom-of-the-barrel display, saying, we need to do something. That's always what it is. Do something. We don't know what, but everyone's upset and riled up, so let's do something. Here is White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre feeling so strongly about this issue that she just reads words from her paper and even stumbles across those words because she's just so passionate. Watch. We must do more, and he wants Congress to act, because enough is enough. In his State of the Union, the President called on Congress to do something to stop the epidemic of gun violence, tearing families apart, tearing communities apart. How many more children have, have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? to close loopholes in our background in our in our background check system or to require the safe storage of guns we need to do something 
And uh, here was our ever-competent President Joe Biden uh, speaking after the school shooting. Watch. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. Mm, remember when uh, all of the left-wing pundits told us the adults were back in charge? Hmm, interesting. Uh, I'd like to welcome Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program to the show, along with uh, Gabe Vital. He is the G in the KGB show. Yes, ma'am. And uh, we had the K <laughs> last week. Now we're having the G. I assume we'll probably have the B at some point. Eventually. You but, know, uh, I was told that the B was supposed to be here today. Really? The G was supposed to be here tomorrow. Which, oh. You know, but... The bee had to fly out, so you know the G <laughs> is coming in before the bee now. Well, I, um, you know, it was it was interesting because Caden, who of course we're, we're talking about, was on the show last week, and he was like, "I feel like I need to preface this with like, it's KGB is just our initials. We're not, we don't, we're yeah, not no. affiliated with Russia. <laughs> not at we're all. We're not Russian uh, puppets." So no, no, I was no, glad no. that he clarified that. But um, you know, it's really maddening when you see something like this happen, and. I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, I am a female, so we tend to do that every once in a while. But this is this hits particularly close to home because, you know, my children go to a very small Christian private school. And I know on this program we so often talk about public schools and how, you know, all of the problems surrounding those. Um, you don't see this typically happen at such a school like this, a very small private school. It doesn't even go all the way through 12th grade. It only goes up to 6th grade. And... Um, that we don't even know, I don't, we don't even know if the parents know yet, right? If the family members know yet yeah. that their babies are dead. And you already have Corinne Jean-Pierre standing up on a podium telling everyone that we need to do something. And um, I, I don't think we have this, but we have um, on all of these newscasts, we have left-wing activists going and interrupting newscasts mm -hmm. to go and, and claim, well, what I do know is that it probably was a, a gun that wasn't safely stored, and it probably was this, and it probably was that. Can we not wait until all the facts come out before we start saying we're going to take everyone's guns because bad guys uh, are, you know, are going to kill people? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. And let's let's just say, you know, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to politicize it. At least be a little bit more genuine, mm -hmm. a little bit more believable in it. Like Biden basically said the same thing eventually after he got around talking about freaking ice cream mm -hmm. uh, that oh, the Congress needs to pass my assault weapons ban. Get the hell out of here with that. You had two years of full government control. If you wanted to do something, they could have easily done something, yeah. but they didn't want to do something because like every other liberal left-wing agenda, they don't care about doing anything. They care about exploiting the thing. Yep. That's the only thing they care about. I went to a, a, a private Christian school, kind of similar, but it went up, it went up to, uh, to 12th grade. And um, typically I've seen private schools take security a little bit more Seriously, yeah, and I, like, I, like, but I think, but I think that there's a, but I think that there's a gap here because I think when you've got those really small schools, they they don't think that anything like that would ever happen to them, right? They're very lax because everybody knows everybody. I mean, I'm not, look, I, I'm not, I'm not like uh, excusing it, yeah, 
But I feel like maybe perhaps that's their mentality and they get a little bit too relaxed. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, and plus, like, all these people, every time they see something like this happen, they're like, well, taking this seriously, doing something, that sounds like a pretty good idea. But they never do anything. I've seen schools back when I used to work in the, in the security industry before that actually do take it seriously. Mm. And they'll hire private uh, firms. Mm -hmm. They're not scary. They're not wanding people at the door, mm -hmm. but they do have cameras. It's very locked down. They have guys that look like me, basically. Well, maybe not now, but when I had hair and was younger and better looking. <laughs> um, I kind of look, I guess, do a little scary now. But, um, but very normal business-looking dudes that mm -hmm. are just walking around in sport coats, and no one even knows that they're security. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. very easy ways to do this, but I don't really think they're interested in it. Just ex exploitation. That's yeah, I, I went to uh, private Christian school growing up for six years, uh, like you did as well. And the entrance for the school was like heavily locked down. Mm. Like there was cameras everywhere. It almost looked like a prison between the outside world and the office area. And then after that, there would always be people in the office that are checked. And the pastor, like he carries, right? Like mm. he, he carried around. So he didn't tell anyone this, right. but I just know this because, you know, I became friends with him later. Um, but like we need to have, you know, these people that are armed in the school in case anything like this situation happens again, you know? Yeah. Can I say, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to get into the realm of speculation on this because like you said, all these details are going to, they're going to change multiple different times. But for just from the things that we do know, right? Well, actually they started off saying it was a teenage woman, a white mm -hmm. woman, but now apparently that's even wrong. Now they're saying it was a 28 year old right. white woman that used to go to the school. Right. That, so she left, I'm assuming, we'll speculate, she stayed till sixth grade. So she's been gone for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So this does not sound like a personal issue to me. This sounds like some other agenda-driven issue. I, again, I don't like to speculate, but it kind of sounds like it. Or, but I'm going to, actually, right now. Because, I mean, you just look at all the things that we're being, that's hyper-partisan right now. And people are whipped into a frenzy. Whether that be climate activists freaking out because they think the world's about to end. Because that's the way the left is driving them to. Or how about the, the issue of race? or gender has to be in everything. You've yeah. got to look for it literally in everything. It's got to be so exhausting. But what do you do? They know what they're doing. They're pissing people off with that. They're whipping people into a frenzy. I, I'm just not going to be surprised if we find out that this is some kind of politically driven event. Yeah. I, it so could... Go ahead. It could even be politically driven by the right eventually, and obviously I'd hope to see the, the right wing side of things take a step back and let the parents grieve, let the families grieve, but this is an attack on a Christian school. You know, we see Christians persecuted around the entire world. We're the most persecuted group of people. And uh, this was an attack on a Christian school, the youth, the Christian youth specifically, that happens to be a bit more Christian if they are Christian right now. So it could be used by the right in certain ways, but we need to, you know, let the parents grieve, let the families grieve because it'd be really messed up to go up there and say, hey, I just came here for ice cream and now pass my assault weapons ban, but for the right wing, you know. So I'm, I'm trying to keep up to date here. Um, yeah, and I, I'm reading that apparently uh, reporting is that there are people who are live streaming the FBI who have already descended upon a house in Nashville. So they look when they when they knew that that she was 28, they clearly knew who she was. They've identified her. Well, Why don't we have that name? Right. Because every time this is how it goes. They know they scrub social media 
they remove mm -hmm. all social media posts so that you can't go on and see what type of posts this person was posting. You can't go on and see perhaps who she supported uh, politically. You can't go on and see that. Law enforcement takes that away from you, removes that, and then wants to trickle information out so you don't know what information you're getting, if it's accurate, if it's you know uh, uh, comprehensive. You don't know because they get to trickle out the information to you. That's not the way this used to be done. Yeah, which fuels the speculation. Correct. You'll get people saying all kinds of crazy things, and it'll get crazier and crazier and crazier when they keep that information close to the vest. I don't know why it's taking them so long. I was doing the same thing right up until. There's only the there's, no, there's no there's no other reasonable answer, Jason. Can you think of one other reasonable answer of no. why it is taking so long for them to release the name of a suspect who just killed children? No. There, there is zero. None. I mean, nobody knows if, you know, this uh, lady, this young lady, uh, had any you know, accomplices in this crime as well. You know, you, you, we have no clue whatsoever. If we had known the name, there's a chance that, you know, oh, I heard about this. You know, I, th this was already something that she was posting about on social media, whatever. We could have anticipated it more and or catch any, you know, accomplices in this crime. Yeah. But they're not allowing any of that to happen. And also, if, if we all know, if this, if this was a, diff a certain demographic, this would be everywhere. Certain demographic and political point of view. Mm -hmm. This was instantly it either would have been an official statement or leaked like that. Literally, if this was a white male Christian Trump supporter, what else can I add mm -hmm. to the to the long list of uh, things that liberals hate? Yeah, it's it's also. Um, I know we got to go to break here in a second, but. Um, the assault weapons ban thing is just driving me nuts. Like, number one, when it was enacted, it did nothing. All of all of the, the federal government's own statistics, I'm sure you could speak to this more than I could, Jason, because I'm not as big of a nerd as you. <laughs> That's true. But um, the, the, all, their own data doesn't suggest that it did anything to stop these things from happening. So they want to do more of the same, take more rights away from law-abiding citizens, and what, make murder more illegaler? Mm -hmm. And somehow that's it's like it's already a crime to commit murder. And this person, for whatever reason, which I hope that we find out eventually, has decided that they don't care whether or not they are committing a crime. So you're just going to take the rights away from law abiding citizens and it's not even going to do anything as the, the data shows from the last time they did this. Do I have that right, Jason? You got it. Okay. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Our, by the way, I know the left hates it, but our thoughts and prayers are with the community over in Nashville um, because we do believe in praying here. Um, we want to uh, thank our sponsor here, Tommy John. So Tommy John is literally, I know you guys, I kid you not, you think that I'm hyping this up and that it's all hype and that I'm just exaggerating and I, oh my God, Sarah's a drama queen. No, I'm being serious. Tommy John is the softest, most comfortable clothing I've ever put on my body. And I know you probably know them for their men's underwear, but they also have loungewear. They also have pajamas. They also have women's underwear and bras. They've got it all. And it is the softest freaking fabric. I don't know how they do it. It is magic. All I know is that when I get home, I cannot wait to put on my Tommy John loungewear because I do live in a zoo. And it makes it that much more uh, easy. It makes it easier to deal with the zoo that I live when I put on my Tommy John. Everything, by the way, is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. So you have nothing to lose. Go try them now. They've got some new spring designs over at TommyJohn.com slash Y. Get 20% off of your first order over at uh, TommyJohn.com slash Y. See site for details. Thank you.
So I want to talk for a second about all of the the violence that has started erupting uh, within the trans community. And, you know, we talk a lot about um, how the patriarchy has seemed to like full circle take over all of women's everything. And we're seeing violence erupt, not just locally here in Texas, not just here in the country, but also around the world. So I want to play a couple different things that happened uh, just since Friday. Um, Friday, the Texas House was listening to uh, people testify about uh, bills. Of course, the left would tell you that they're anti-trans bills, but really they're just protecting children bills. And um, at one point, I want to play for you, one of the activists that was there, I I don't know which which of the two genders this person was. It's not immediately clear. So uh, uh, I, this person, this activist, blocks the sergeant at arms from taking the microphone of the transgender woman, so biological male, who is trying to speak um, because his time is up and he keeps going because he, he doesn't respect the, the laws at all. And this activist blocks the sergeant at arms from uh, from actually taking charge of the situation. Here's that country and I will not stand for it. We will not stand for it. We may not win today and we may not win tomorrow, but we will persist as we always have the fight of your oppression. If you wish to eradicate transgenderism from the public life, as members of your party have said, to quote a hero of yours, you can pry that from my cold, dead hands. Hmm. Okay. Um, so it wasn't just in Texas. There's also over the weekend in New Zealand, uh, a British woman's rights campaigner. She is known by Posey Parker. Uh, Kelly J. Keene is her name. She was prepared to speak on a stage when a counter protester came from behind and poured tomato juice all over her uh, before quickly being taken down by security. So let's watch some of that. So she's being taken away by security. You see all of the people trying to push her, trying to assault her, uh, putting air horns in her face. Terrified. Of course. I mean, I would be terrified too if a bunch of uh, men were surrounding me trying to assault me, because I guess that's now allowed when you identify as a female. All right, that's good. So um, it's, it was not just that. It happened to our very own Alex Stein uh, over the weekend. He was at a, I don't know, trans rally, drag rally. I'm going to let him tell us in a second, but I want to play what happened to him when he attended one of these events over the weekend in San Francisco. Watch. No touching. No touching. No touching. You look just like him. Pouring liquid all over him, and then, of course, bravely running away. Yeah. Bitch. We're gonna have him tell us. What rights do you not have? What rights do you not have? Simple question. All right, so I think I think we've seen enough here because we have, of course, the man himself, uh, Alex Stein, host of Primetime with Alex Stein on Blaze TV. Alex, tell us what like that was wild. What all was thrown at you? Well, Sarah, uh, I'm a little upset because you didn't show the best part of the videos when I got you know peppered with hot coffee right in my face not expecting it luckily i had sunglasses on so it just very little got in my eyes but honestly sarah 
you know, these people that want acceptance and want to be fair and all these like, you know, trigger words they use, it's all fake. They literally just want to beat me up and to throw coffee on me all because I want to have a simple conversation. And that question that I asked, what rights don't you have? I asked that in a much more calmer manner. I tried to have that nuanced conversation with multiple people at that rally. And not one transgender person at that rally could name one right that they do not have. Um, how was it just women? I mean, I, there were a lot of people touching you. And I, I'm very, you know, you're one of my best, dearest friends. And I get very <laughs> protective of my friends. And I see these people with their hands all over you. And it's like really making me mad. Um, was it just women? Were there men doing it too? Because I just, I find it to be so wild that we live in a, in a time where people feel that comfortable going up and assaulting you. Well, first of all, I want to say hey to Jason. I just got to see his beautiful mug. Uh, uh, hey, Jason. But no, th- this is this is what it was. This is what it was, Sarah. And I, I don't know if I was clear about it. This was not a trans rally. A trans rally, that's, that's fine. Th- this was a youth trans rally. This was in defiance of the laws that they passed in Idaho and laws that they're passing, uh, trying to pass in Texas and that they passed in Florida that limit gender reassignment surgery for children. So this rally was specifically so children could get gender reassignment surgery or state-funded hormones. So this is not some adult trans rally. This is just like drag your kids to pride. This is a trans youth rally dedicated to transitioning more children. Where where was law enforcement? They were there. They were right there, Sarah. They could care less. As a matter of fact, and I have this, we're going to put out the, the longer cut. When I when the San Francisco Police Department first came on the scene, they grabbed me. They pulled me to the side oh. like I was under arrest. And they said, oh, sir, you have to stand over here. I said, no, I don't. And we have this on camera. I said, I have just as every legal right to protest as these, as these people do, too. And once I gave the San Francisco Police Department some kickback, they were kind of like, all right, well, he's just on his own. We're not going to protect him. And that's when I went in the crowd. That's when they threw coffee on me. That's when they threw water on me. That's when they were grabbing me and pushing me. And the cops did nothing. And, and, I, and I know this is going to be probably not universally accepted. But really, I don't even want any of them to go to jail. I know a lot of other people. Not accepted by me. Jail, but, yeah. I know, but I'm saying these people need mental health. Uh, care for their gender dysphoria them going to jail i could care less and this is another thing sarah one of the biggest trans people that were yelling at me had just gone viral the week before for going in front of the san francisco city council and in their speech their viral speech they're cussing they're saying the grossest stuff words that if i said at a city council meeting i would not only get thrown out of they would probably try to sue me for some sort of hate speech so control room do you are you did you do you have that part with the coffee or no yeah, yeah, they played it. No, they played okay, it. Sarah. Okay, They played it on the other screen, yeah. After. Okay, yeah. I got hit with warm coffee. But this is real quick. Real, why the warm coffee was weird, it, was, it wasn't it was so hot that it was still hot because they had been walking in the protest, but I thought it was urine at first. When I got hit with oh. warm water, I was I was really freaked out because, you see, I got hit with a, a, a jug of cold water. The cold water didn't mess with me at all. I was like, oh, that's water. But at first, I had my mm. glasses. I didn't see it coming. I felt like I got urinated or something. Mean, I thought it was – I didn't immediately taste the coffee in my mouth because it was so – chaotic but yes it was very unpleasant to say the least i notice it looks like your hat somehow managed to avoid coffee stains no it's all stained up oh, is no, it oh there it is yeah but <laughs> but i did i did bleach it i did wash it this is my favorite hat and look, that video got uh, i think it's got six million hits uh, uh so you know this is my lucky hat they, they could pour coffee on it blood i don't care 
you're gonna have to pry this hat off my cold, dead head one day. So here, but here's here's my here's my problem, Alex, is that you and I are kind of a different breed, and we're crazy yeah. enough that we will go confront these people no matter what, right? It's it's difficult because I want to convince people we have to show up at things like this, right? We we have to show up. We can't let them run the show because we know the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and that's why they've been able to be so successful. Is that they're the ones out there being loud about it? So. How do we convince people to show up with us when th- you just get assaulted? Well, Sarah, that's actually a really great question because I was there with John Dennis, who's the chairman of the uh, California Republican Party. He's a you know high-ranking member, uh, an elected official in their party. And him and I were the only two people at this youth trans rally. Now, if this was done in Dallas, Sarah, you would have had your organization, there would have been 10 different counter-protesting or- organizations. But in San Francisco, to e- it's easier to come out of the closet as being gay than to come out of the closet as a conservative. So, there, you know, people are just afraid to even touch the trans subject. They're afraid to even give it any kickback. So I'm really worried because I know if this happened in Dallas, there would be people like us mm. standing against it. But this happening in San Francisco, a guy like me, an idiot from, from Dallas, was the only person that had the testicles. And I know there's a lot of women there with testicles to go up and do something about it. Uh, okay, so so I know we got to let you go here in a second, Alex, but um, I is there a point where, I mentioned I'm the protective friend, right? Is there a point yes. where you would be, they would injure you enough where you would consider pressing charges? Because I want, I want these bastards all, like I want the books thrown at all of them. Sadly, Sarah, the answer is this. My favorite thing is I love when they show those court shows. And I would have never thought this was possible until I lost my mom. But they, they sh- show the court shows. And sometimes, you know, the victims, the victim statements in court. And they'll be like, oh, I don't want the person to go to jail for life. No. So, so my point is now, listen, my point is if somebody shot me in the derriere like Forrest Gump and it was the most viral video of the week. No, no charges. No. As a matter of fact, I would bond him out of jail. No. No. Jail, yes. Stop. Not even for the hat? Not even for the hat. You know, you could could at least sue for a new hat. You know, I heard it's your favorite one. Exactly. No, you're right. But guys, I'm very litigious. I, but I like to sue New York City, Dallas County, (laughs) I'm not going to sue some trans person that's suffering from gender dysphoria. And you are right. Actually, one people that some of the people on Twitter that said, hey, you should press charges because now this sets a precedent that they can't hurt us. Exactly. Listen, we don't have all. But we don't have all the facts with this latest shooting, but now it's looking like this shooter might have suffered from gender dysphoria. So, I I mean, I don't know. It is kind of weird that that these people that are getting so emboldened to hurt, quote unquote, conservative people with no punishment is a bad it's a bad precedent to set. I do agree with that. But personally, I'm just a nice guy. I don't want to you know, they they can too nice all day. You're too nice. I I would like the record to, to be very clear here. If they do that to me. Much different outcome. Oh, yeah. Much different outcome. Ask Beta O'Rourke. Ask Beta O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Alex, stay, get home safely, please. See you tomorrow. I'll be back. See you guys soon. Thank All you right. for having me on. Yeah, thanks, Alex. See Dave. See you, Jason. Hey, man. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. Um, I, I just, so I want to give you guys a, a chance to, 
to speak here. I don't like yeah. where does it end? Because this is getting a little scary. Yeah, no, I mean, Alex don't apply to them. Alex has, you know, the the, the biggest pair I could ever, <laughs> you know, imagine, because not only does do we all live in the United States, the, you know, LGBTQ capital of the world, but we also he went to San Francisco, yeah. the capital of the yeah, capital, yeah. which is the lit- capital, yeah, the capital's <laughs> capital where all the LGBTQ people roam. You know, I, I, I would bet money that that is most of the population of San Francisco. But you see the low impulse control in these mm-hmm. communities, right? They're always attacking right wing political pundits that are just going out there or right wing political people that are just going out there asking questions, right? This happened to my buddy last week in Tennessee, and now it happened to Alex Stein. And Alex Stein, you know, is nice, and he's not pressing charges, but I know that my friend is. I know that Bo is. So. Good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Everyone needs you. These people, I, I agree with Alex with the sentiment that they suffer from mental illness. I agree with that. However, they're not going to be treated. Yeah. Doctors are not going to treat them. They're just going to enable their delusions. So at this point, we're just faced with, do we get them the hell off the street so that they stop doing this or at least give them a precedent that you're not allowed to do this without consequences or do we just do nothing? So where this ends is, do you know what the Bubba effect is? Yes. It's the Bubba effect. So basically for anyone that doesn't know, the Bubba effect is when the authorities of the government, when they refuse to act, you're going to get Bubba who's mm-hmm. going to be like, nope, screw that. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this into my mm-hmm. own hands. Which makes you wonder if that's what they want to happen anyway. It's exactly what they want because mm-hmm. this, that's exactly what happened right up into the, right up into when Donald Trump got elected. You started seeing people like, I don't know, like Patriot Prayer out in, on the West Coast or, or like Proud Boys or people that would be willing to stand there and said, we can actually take a punch. Right. We know yeah. you can't. Do you want me to test that? Right. And then they didn't like that. And then pretty soon that became like all you would see on the MSNBC. Suddenly it wasn't Antifa that were the people that were the bad guys. It was the ones that were willing to stand in front of them. Mm-hmm. Or it was the mm-hmm. people that were actually willing, like the left loves to protest, to, to show up on January 6th mm-hmm. and say, look, we don't agree with this. You know, and yeah. we are going to protest. That's what happens. Then they turn that into, oh, those are the bad guys now. Yeah. See, we told you they were bad. Here they are. Right. That's going to happen again. The more of this happens, the more people, you know, it, it, for every, uh, what is it, a reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Um, so I want to, so, so you brought up January 6th. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And I, I want to play for you guys the new footage that has emerged showing more uh, police I mean, I'd say interference, but it's the exact opposite. D.C. undercover police actually encouraging and helping people get into the Capitol. We'll play that when we come back. Love that. Hey guys, those of you who are watching on YouTube, do us a favor and uh, make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and of course, give us a comment. Tell us what you think of the episode so that more people are able to uh, to see the program. Because as you know, the overlords at YouTube, they don't love us. I'm going I'm to be honest. They really do not love us. So if you could do that, that would be uh, super helpful. So I, I teased this January 6th stuff, but I actually want to go back to, I'm, I mentioned at the beginning of this program, the, the details are ever-changing anytime there is a shooting. And, uh, you know, we can only give you the details as of the time of this taping. But as we were in break, uh, the news surfaced that I know Alex alluded to it when we spoke to him, that the latest is that, you know, the, the shooter whose name I will not say, I would like for you guys to not say the name because it's just our uh, policy that we are not going to give attention to um, mass shooters like this. But the person... 
Alex had it a, a, a little bit right, but a little bit wrong. The reports are suggesting, this is NBC News reporting, okay? The same name of the shooter is uh, the person who DC Drano on Twitter, Rogan O'Hanley, I suggest you follow him, has identified as a biological woman identifying as he, him. And I just, I, again, I want I wanna tie this all together here because the latest reporting, all signs point to this being a transgender person. The person entered through the church first and advanced on the, the janitor, reports say, before going into the school park. This is a church, right? It's a church and it's a school. So there are major questions that need to be asked that I'm sure the left would have no problem asking had they, as you guys pointed out, had it been a white guy wearing a red hat. Will we get those answers though? Because as we discussed before, oh, Instagram account, deleted, gone. You can't, you can't find it. Now, I believe, again, if you guys are following Rogan O'Hanley, you can go. He's got a bunch of stuff on this person um, before everything went down. Which, which I would just like to say, we don't know if that name is this person at this time. We don't, you but know? what I can tell you is that the reporting from where the FBI is, um, the geolocation data, where the FBI is searching this person's house right now, um, matches the address that they have for this he, him, biological woman identifying as a male. This young, mentally, sadly mentally ill chick who has passed away, but, you know, before passing away, took children's lives. Still a very disgusting, you know, individual uh, nonetheless, right? This is why I said to Alex what I just said. These people are emboldened because their community has seen no repercussions for any of the attacks, the crime, any of what they have done, they see no repercussions for. So why wouldn't they be emboldened to say, I'm gonna do it. I just went to a trans rally and beat the hell out of a, you know, uh, a giant man because he asked me what rights I don't have. Yeah. Why wouldn't I go do whatever I want? Yeah, if, if, if you're gonna protest or be violent in the name of a left-wing cause, um, you have been proven over the past couple years that you can literally burn cities to the ground mm -hmm. and hardly anything will happen to you. Now. Let's put it on the other side, on the right side of the spectrum. They are so freaked out from the, from their words, direct quote, the shock and awe campaign from January 6th. They arrested a thousand people. They've just said they're gonna wanna arrest a thousand more. And they also said the candidate you voted for, we might, we're, we're, they're still, they're constantly looking for something to arrest them for, possibly for something that Hillary, Hillary Clinton did the same and just paid a $100,000 fine, but they might arrest him. Not a single protest that I've heard about. They are that scared. Mm -hmm. That's the difference here. Left-wing cause, burn a city down, be as violent as you want, cops yeah. won't do anything. Mm -hmm. On the right, shock and awe campaign, 2,000 people arrested. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely insane. The, the right wing for a long time just, you know, poorly was drawing lines on where this stuff would stop. And, you know, Alex said he's not pressing charges, but this is the conclusion of what will happen over and over again if we allow pushing, allow, you know, coffee getting thrown, allow just assault to happen. And then they're going to say, well, they're like, this is totally cool, you know, to assault right wingers. Let me go, you know, shoot up this school uh, that has, you know, Christian children whose parents are most likely right wing as well. Um, and, you know, again, this individual was, you know, transgender. Um, 
very likely. Yeah, possibly. They are allegedly transgender, as NBC News states, um, and very likely to be, you know, left-wing. At least I understand the transgender ideology to be a left-wing one, so. Yeah, it's just, um, it's really frustrating because I, I don't, it seems that, you wouldn't think that law enforcement would be a, a, a bureaucracy that would somehow demonize conservatives who have vehemently in the past supported them and somehow run cover for uh, left-wing activists who are Looney Tunes um, and committing actual crimes. But they, that doesn't seem to be happening. And I don't know if it's because all of the good ones uh, are gone in law enforcement and it's just run by all of these corrupt people, these corrupt woke people at the top and everyone receives their marching orders. Law enforcement is, I think most of them feel like they're screwed. Like no one cares about them. Their own city councils are demonizing them, saying they want to take away their money. Well, they want to like, I mean, can you, I mean, just the amount of lawsuits, I've got multiple family members that are cops, the amount of lawsuits they face for just the stupidest crap. And the only thing that like keeps them from losing everything is maybe their boss, the boss ahead, you know, it goes all the way up to like the mayor. But when you don't even have like the mayor on your side, when you definitely probably don't have a source district attorney on your side, like who really is on their side? Mm-hmm. They probably think like it's a, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're like standing there, you're, you're, you're on that post and you see this happening. They're like, do I intervene, lose my job, mm-hmm. get sued? Mm-hmm. Like it's... I can't imagine what they're facing right now. I feel sorry for most of the cops. Yeah, it's way it's way harder nowadays to be a police officer than it used to be. You know, if this stuff was happening, if you know there was people getting assaulted at LGBTQ rallies or whatever, or you know, school shooting happening, maybe 50 years ago. All the officers would have been there instantaneously. There probably would have been cops in the schools running heavier security. And, you know, there wouldn't be mentally ill, as many mentally ill, deranged people running around committing these heinous crimes against not only, you know, right-wingers, but just children in general. Yeah, um, so I know we got to take a break, but I, I just want to state for the record, I I would be willing to, to place a bet that someone out there of some sort of notoriety will make the excuse for them, well, if the trans community didn't feel so marginalized, this wouldn't have happened. Like somehow they're going, they're going to shift it back to it's your fault for calling them out and saying, uh, you know, that maybe we shouldn't be mutilating children or what have you. Like they, they're going to spin this around and it's still going to be your fault. I can almost promise you they're going to do that. Money on it being Joe Biden? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, All right, so let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Uh, U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced uh, yesterday that lawmakers would advance legislation proposing a nationwide ban on TikTok after the CEO of TikTok uh, testified before Congress last week. Kevin McCarthy said it's very concerning that the CEO of TikTok can't be honest and admit what we already know to be true. China has access to TikTok user data. The House will be moving forward with legislation to protect Americans from the technological tentacles of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, Now, it's fascinating to watch the slow bipartisan effort that Donald Trump proposed way back when, and the left said he was so mean. Um, now all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, as it turns out, uh, he was right. TikTok is really bad. But there is one facet in Congress who has not uh, who has not jumped on. That is, of course, the squad. I want to play for you. 
um, AOC defending TikTok. Watch. Uh, this week, the CEO of TikTok came and testified before Congress as there is growing rumblings and discussion over a nationwide ban on the app. Do I believe TikTok should be banned? No. Why should TikTok not be banned? First of all, I think it's important to discuss how unprecedented uh -oh, of a move she just did this the white supremacy symbol. The United States has never before banned a social media it. company Ooh from existence, from operating in our borders. Okay, and no, this is an all right, that that's, that's fine, I've, I've seen enough. So um, I, I would just like to throw into the conversation here because I know we've only got a couple minutes left. Um, so coincidentally enough, she received uh, $150,000 donated to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Foundation and she is a member of that advisory council. So her organization received $150,000 from ByteDance, which is of course TikTok's parent company, uh, along with the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation who I'm sure the other, some of the other members of the squad are also members of. So $300,000 total that the parent company of TikTok is donating to these, uh, these foundations. I'm, but I'm sure that's just coincidence and has nothing to do with why AOC doesn't want TikTok to be banned. Oh, surely not. Mm -hmm. and, and also the majority of her voters are in that you know, mm -hmm. th that they all use TikTok. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they don't care about the uh, national security implications at all. Um, and I know you got a couple of minutes. No, you're so good. Give you some time, we got two minutes. So, Go ahead. So, really? Is that enough for me? You know me. No, that's not. <laughs> With the program's only, I think, 44 minutes, and that's not enough for you either, yeah. Jason. So, so. <laughs> so, in summation, does TikTok pose a national security risk? And they say that they don't because they established this thing called Project Texas, which gives the company mm -hmm. Oracle oversight, and they house the data, and they look at the source code. Well, I'm not buying that at all because ByteDance is the parent company over in China. China has a national security law that says if you are a Chinese company, you are required to participate in surveillance and intelligence uh, operations. So it don't matter what they put in place, something's happening. So no, they need to get out of here. It's, it's absolutely insane to me that this is still a thing. Like it should be gone. Yeah, I started like my political, I guess, career uh, through TikTok, right? Like that's where that's where it all began. Wow. And I since don't have it on my phone. I've deleted it probably a million times. Maybe sometimes I'll go on just to download a crazy leftist video to make a video about. But yeah, no, what you said is 100% right. These uh, corporations, right, like specifically um, ByteDance, they are harvesting our data for sure. Like we know this and we've known this forever. We've known this for a while. Um, but AOC even said in the video, she's like, oh, but it shouldn't even matter because all these other social media apps also like harvest your data. And it's like, yeah, like maybe we should ban those <laughs> right. too. Like, uh, you I know, know have you I thought said that about last that? Week. I know. They're like, well, that doesn't make them any different than Facebook and, you know, uh, YouTube. And I'm like, I agree. That's yeah, a it's problem. Like, yeah, it's like we're not defending Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever. We're just against all of that. You know, we want more privacy. They were, they were in an uproar when they found out that, like, the right was using this to influence, like, Brexit over right. the UK. Or, like, the Trump campaign was doing it during the 2016 election. They were in an uproar. Yeah. They were like, yeah. fix this. But when it's the communists, ah, it's well, And that, that's the thing is, like, I, I agree. Like, we shouldn't have any companies who are taking advantage and harvesting our data and taking our sensitive personal information. But when you're sending it to the Chinese Communist Party, I think that's like a little bit of a yeah. difference than, you know, I guess sending it to the American Communist Party, which is currently in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, TikTok is just bad in general. Though. Yeah. You know, it's, even if it wasn't a national security threat, at least to me, I would ban it. I'd see it as almost soft core 
like pornography. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that on the show, but like we should ban pornography. Some states have already, you know, put it in place where like you can't watch it unless you're over 21. And we should do the same thing for TikTok potentially. It just, that, that's it just what I'd propose. Reads mental illness. So it, it does. Be anyway. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. CNN writer John Blake over the weekend accused white people of wearing digital blackface if they share memes or GIFs featuring black people and expressions in order to convey comic relief or express emotions. Uh, he said, black people get a pass for using them, but uh, if white people use them, they inadvertently perpetuate one of the most insidious forms of contemporary racism. So... Stop using black people in memes, I guess. They just want to eliminate black people from, like, everything, I think. Yeah. They want to take Aunt Jemima off. They want to take Uncle Ben off. They wa they don't want black people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Hey, look, I'm totally cool with Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder. <laughs> and uh, I'm totally cool if anyone else uses, you know, Dave Chappelle or whatever, like yeah. those memes from his SNL days. They're hilarious, all right? Like, I, is this Blake guy white? John Blake. By a chance, John Let's, Blake. We have this, to find it. We have to find out. Um, and I would that like would to say good. his your your uh, your input is of course qualified because oh, you are a, a yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you so know it, it makes my input more more yeah, valuable. Yeah, you want to try to explain it to us? In I'm the last... shutting up on this one. I'm just gonna no, sit over here. John Blake uh, appears to be a person of color. Okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna white explain anything. Find race and everything. Use yeah. the memes more. Still cringe. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.